This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 467 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and joining us on Skype from Melbourne, Victoria, from CreativePhotoworkshops.com.au. It is the fourth member of the Blue Man Group. It is Mr. Glenn Lavender. How are you? Isolation, episode two. <laughs> yeah, the dark bit, years. It's a bit like that. <laughs> How have you been? Hello, everybody. <laughs> and you know, when I say everybody, you know exactly what I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. That's right. In these dark times. <laughs> That's right. You have many podcasts that you could listen to. Yep. Some even offer entertainment. <laughs> but you chose us. That's right. Yes. For which we are maternally grateful. Maternally, oh. Oh, absolutely. It's, <laughs> right. it's my maternal instinct, what can I say? Right. Yeah. From being a home dad, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, dare I ask how the last seven days have been? <laughs> oh, I slept once. Well, that's a good thing. For how many hours? Well, I fell asleep at 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Woke up at 6. Yeah. Went straight to bed at 6 o'clock. Woke up at 10. Was up till about 12. Slept till 3. Was up till 4. Slept till 6. Okay. So, so that's about yeah, 8, 11, like, 13 hours worth of sleep in uh, just over uh, half a day. Yeah, some, just, yeah, something like that. And then it's been one and a half hours since. Oh, shh. <laughs> so I was, hope, I was hoping it had broken the cycle, but no. Yeah, right. So I'm on uh, since since um, seven o'clock yesterday morning till well, now at nine o'clock at night the following day, one and a half hours. Yikes. And, Man, that's rough. And well, to make it worse... Yeah, I'm in day two of homeschooling today. Oh, that must be fun. Well, you know, there's nothing more diminishing to yourself as a human being when you realise you can't help your eight-year-old with her math homework. Oh, yeah. 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 Because it's all changed. It's not even so much that the sums are hard. (laughs) It's you can't teach them the way they're taught now. Yeah. Yeah. So and you can't teach taught. them the way you were taught because it's yeah. not appropriate. And it, it, it won't help them in their in their life. They That's won't right. Help them in, when they go back to school, um, all you do is confuse them. So, you know, when it comes to like, uh, okay, just round that up, add that there, take that, there's your answer. Yeah. What? No, yeah. no, you've got to bring these cows over here and then <laughs> plant the seeds over there while standing on one foot and, sing, and, and singing your favourite song. Yeah. Do that three times in a row at a full moon and uh, there's your answer. Yeah. And that's how you get one plus one now, apparently. Right? <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's easier ways, but it's... Uh, yeah, I, I remember Max sh- trying to show me the way they were doing division and I could not wrap my head around it at all. It's like wow. Yeah, it's 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 completely it's, different. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I have to um, interrupt my poor twelve-year-old uh, to um, <laughs> to say, come, come and, and help your sister with a match. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So are your school holidays technically over already? Yeah, they finished. Well, because we we had school holidays before Easter. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, so we so we had it's kind of confusing for me because I got home in March twelve, and the kids have been home since then. Yeah, because I was sick, so they yeah. had to be home. Yeah, and uh, so that yeah, and then they had uh, I think two weeks of me being home sick. Then two weeks before Easter leading up to Easter, end, end of Easter was supposed to be when they go back to school. Right. And that just, yeah, it's just, just, uh, just not happening. You know? Yeah, right. It, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing PE every day now, you know. Right. I get up at 7, 7.30, wake up. I get up from 7.30 to 8 to get breakfast and get dressed. Mm-hmm. 8 to late 30 is their own free time. 8.30 we get out and we, we start PE. Yeah, right. And that's we, get, we, go for, we go for a walk every morning. Nice. Uh, just trying to get trying to get the blood flowing, you know, and stuff. Yep. Uh, this week's kind of a trial week, so it's it's it, having a lot to do. There's been no interaction with anybody. It's just the home, basically doing homework, basically. But as of next week, they've got like Google Classrooms and stuff to try and log into and try and get some form of interaction. Yeah, right. And then to, to the, 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 my eldest's uh, first piano lesson via Zoom uh, right. with, with a brand new team. You got a brand new teacher, and she's going to try to learn that play piano over the phone. Oh, jeez! I was straight up that fifteen minutes after that finished. It was karate by by Zoom, so they're both doing the karate. Uh, finished that quick dinner, and then uh, two hours of scouts by phone by, oh, by um, computer. Yikes! Last night, my youngest did Cubs on Cubs on Zoom. <laughs> so it's it's a whole it's a it's a yeah, it's a brave strange. new world. <laughs> It's a strange world. You're doing all this stuff, and then you know, all week long, I've been, you know, to try and get some sort of human connection outside the family. I've been going on all these you know, people's live streams, different photo stores, and so on around the place. <laughs> right. And uh, just, 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 yeah, pop in, chat to people, and then, yeah, I've been learning about how to capture birds in flight. Oh, okay. That'll come in handy. Uh, not uh <laughs> landscape photography uh i've been learning about um animal photography uh setting up a wildlife preserve uh for photography i've been oh, learning all sorts of scripts up on the animal used. photography will come in handy if you ever decide you want to go and shoot school photos i watched, it, I watched <laughs> an in-depth thing today from precision camera in texas on the uh uh, the Westcott AD four hundred uh, flash systems. Right. That was uh, that was uh, once again how I'm not going to ever have any use of. But yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, they're talking, kind of talking to people. You're typing at people. Yep. Throwing questions out and stuff. So it's um, it's been a bit weird. Yeah. Right. So a lot of these things are on at like yeah yeah three in the morning or whatever, and I'm awake. <laughs> so, you know why not? Yeah. Uh, why not say hello to people? Yeah, so it's uh, to the point that I jumped on one today and uh, it was run by two girls interviewing a guy. And uh, as soon as I popped on, I was like the first one on. They've gone, oh, we were just saying before we came on, you'd be first. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> dear. This is bad. So that's, that's been my, my funny week of, uh, of um, sort of photography. Yeah, right. I did, get, I did get my hot little hands on the new Tamron 70 to 180 2.8 for Sony, though. Nice. And uh, it is significantly smaller and lighter than yeah, my 70 to 200 for Canon or Nikon. Yeah. Those ones. Yep. So it, it's, it's, but I've got to I hate the Sony's. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just. I mean, uh, the, so um, so which body did they send you? I don't know. I haven't even looked, but apparently it's like five years old. Right, right. So it's like an A 
and God knows, Rio knows. They're changing models so much anyway. They all look the same. Yeah. And they've gone, oh, and, and so, so I've got this, uh, the, 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 those, they, they set the camera and the lens and yeah, went to go focus with it. And the thing is just as just slow as, this is molasses. Yeah, it's just like, or, or it just doesn't even pick up. Really? object mania. Yeah. And uh, I've gone back to them and said, oh, yeah, this is either the world's worst lens. Or, as per my previous experience with Sony, it's just crap. <laughs> and uh, they've gone, oh, no, it's a five-year-old camera. So, you know, and I've got, hang on a sec, my Canon 5D Mark One, which is, I don't know, 12 years old now, somehow still works, yeah. focuses light, as fast as my, my latest model Canon 5D Mark IV. Yeah. yeah still is responsive. Still, and forget the five-years-old crap. If it can't focus after five years... Or the modern lenses have shot past the technology. I don't, didn't get it at all. But uh, mm. so it's a bit, a bit frustrating that it misses focus. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's something not right about that anecdote because you know it's I've the got second, second Sony I've used with exactly the same problem. Yeah, but I mean I've got the Tamron twenty eight seventy five two eight on my, you know, a seven three. So you know, and and it's fast as to focus you know and i yeah it's it's obviously not tamron and it's obviously not sony I, so i don't know what's the story there it's just i mean like i aim at one of these little um you know those little things kids blow you put yeah and, yeah and it's all the little stuff comes off that helps doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> you know, those little dandelion things you know, oh okay little, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah i'm aiming at one of those right smack bang the, the, the sensors smack on it nothing you know, just and I'm within minimum focusing distance. There's no problem there. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not within minimum. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, it should be able to focus. You were further than the minimum focusing distance. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'm focusing yeah, once again. I'm, I'm, yeah, and this is the other thing that drives me crazy. Last time I was using them, that it will shoot when out of focus. Yeah, it beeps saying it's in focus. I can clearly see it's out of focus. It shoots, and of course, guess what? The photo's out of focus, yeah. and not by a bit, by a lot. Yeah. yeah, but it's beeping, saying it's in focus. There's not one. There's not one area in the entire frame that is in focus. It's not like it's back focused or forward focused. It's no focus in the entire shot. It's beeping, <laughs> saying it's in focus and shooting. Okay. Yeah. Then get this. There's this little button on the back that says AFMF. Yes. So I'm assuming I can change my focus modes with that. Yeah. That does nothing. Um. I've got to go with any of the function one, function button on the screen, change it from AFS, AFC, manual focus on there. Okay. But it's got its own dedicated button. It's like, well, what's the button? There's so many bloody buttons and dials and, oh, God, it's too complex. Well, have you read the manual? It doesn't come with a manual. And I, <laughs> even if it did, you think I'd read it? <laughs> I mean, okay. Shoot. But you shouldn't have to pick up a manual to learn how to aim a camera, press the focus button, focus and press the button. Yeah. But I've heard you There's tell not- stories of people on workshops with you going, why does my Canon do this? And you've said, well, you've got to go into that menu and change that because that's a default setting and, then, you know, there are better I've options. Had, I've had stuff like uh, shadow enhancements or it doesn't rotate the image on the screen. That's not, that's not basic aperture <laughs> shutter focus press the button yeah which is what this this thing anyway so I, i'm 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 a long way convinced from the sony being any use whatsoever as a camera brand 
Okay. I'm in the lead, so it took, it took me the eldest out for about half an hour or so this evening. Yeah. Uh, I observed um, yeah, social distancing. We observed uh, not traveling too far from home, uh, essential travel, uh, because, and it, but it was for work, so therefore it's allowed, you know? Mm-hmm. And we went to like a, an empty field. <laughs> you um, overexposed the crap out of it. It's called high key, dude. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> okay. What do you mean it overexposed the crap out of it? It's perfect on my screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Fair no, enough. You, I'm, 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 your screen looks really overexposed, does it? Looks massively overexposed. Remember, it's a portrait, so the face is what's important. Yeah. Face. But even her face looks overexposed to me. That's to me. Hey? Eh? I don't know, but that's what I interesting. What the A different screens and yeah. you know, Facebook does. I mean, yeah. on my, I've got full pore detail. I mean, I can see every every nuance, every pore, every blemish. There's a little tiny scratch just under her glass. I see all the detail on my screen. Fair enough. And you're saying it's much, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, of mine. Perfection, yeah. Uh, but it's it's, yeah, it's basically straight out of the camera. That's why the, the faces took all the marks on it. Yeah. Normally I clean that. Normally I clean that stuff up. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, you're going to shoot directly into the sun. Yeah. It's quite hazy today too. I yeah. Say. Is that at 180 mil or? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. First thing, the first thing I, I I was interested in uh, seeing on the lens is that's uh, the thing a lot of people talk about. Oh, why doesn't it go to 200? Why doesn't it go to 200? Uh, because it's a 70 to 180. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 70 to 200, why are you doing 70 to 180? But I was, I was interested, well, would I feel the difference between 180 and 200? Yeah. So that's what I went out thinking. It was only when I got home did I realize I hadn't even, it hadn't even crossed my mind. So it was obviously it made no difference to, to the way I see. Yeah. The difference between 180 and there was no noticeable change to anything that concerted me. So I would say all the people go, oh, why is it going to 200? It don't, it don't think it really matters. Yeah. Honestly, that at 180, if you had a 200, it would probably only mean stepping back one metre. Like that would probably be the only compensation you'd have to make for that 20 mil. Goes to 180 and no lens goes to 200. Say again? No lens goes to 180 and no lens goes to 200. Why do you say They're that? They're all like 67 to 194. Or there's all this. Okay. There's no exactitude to this stuff. Even so, what I'm saying is that extra 20 mil would probably only equate to, you know, one step forward or backwards, depending on which way you're approaching the uh, the difference, is probably and, and as much as it's using. It might even be less than 20 mil, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah right. Could be it could it could be ten mil, you know, which is yeah we're getting to the basically the same thing. So. Yeah, and does it feel lighter in the hand? Oh, it's, a because the camera is much lighter for starters, but yeah. that's an inconvenience to me because it's too small for my hand. No, I, I meant the lens on its own, like not attached to the camera. Half the weight. Half. Wow. Easily. Yeah, maybe even more. That's impressive to only have given up twenty mil. It's got no, no, it doesn't feel any heavier than like a uh, a twenty four to seventy. Yeah, right. And then twenty four to seventy, or yeah, that sort of sort of more solidly built body. Twenty you know, doesn't really feel any different than that. It's a little bit longer, of course. Yeah, it's in your hand a bit, or big hands. Um, sharper, sharper, none tongue, which is good. Cool. Yeah, 
seems to be no chromatic aberration whatsoever. I mean, I'm shooting directly into the sun, uh, and I've got high key and low key images. I was in yeah, full silhouette yep. and full high key images because if you're going to see fringing or anything, you can see in either of those extremes. Yep. None. Not not a, not a, not a hint. Yeah. Nice. Anything, which is uh, which is quite epic. So um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a great lens. Yeah, if anyone's been um, thinking about it, I yeah, I'll give it the Siskel and Ebert two thumbs up. Say what? Siskel and Ebert. What's that? You don't know what a Siskel and Ebert is? No. Yeah, movie reviewers from the like the nineties. Oh. And they no. give it two thumbs up. Oh, right. One thumb up, one thumb down. Two <laughs> thumbs down was a very bad year. Right. And bizarrely, I was thinking just the other day that um, uh, uh, that it's a very yeah small sample, just two thumbs. <laughs> yeah, if it was myself, uh, I would have made sure we both had to put two thumbs up each. <laughs> you know, one up, one down, because yeah, yeah, you're four. So it's a, yeah. Yeah, a bigger a big ratio of options. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, two just doesn't seem enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just that's just why, yeah. when you're in isolation you tend to think about all this sort of stuff there's nothing else to think about that's it yeah and there's the other problem with the bloody kids have to, have to get up yeah, and get these kids organized for school yeah they're finished school by about 12 because it's not a full day stuff they have to do yeah and then you've, then you've got nothing to do for the next six hours <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's and we're talking you know no um one thing I saw June 12 is a potential for schools going back. Right. I think June 12, that's almost two months away from now. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, hard to fathom. Yeah. Now, how's your week been after all me waffling on for all that time, trying to fill uh, in space? Yeah, pretty quiet. Just, you yeah, know, still going to work, um, recording more books, and yeah. Well, it doesn't really change that much for you, yeah, as far as that. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I think the, you know, the audiobook industry will naturally do very well out of this whole period simply because people are stuck at home and they're looking for any kind of entertainment to, you know, keep their mind engaged and... I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, get, the, I get the audiobook whilst you're driving along yep. or on public transport... But if you, I couldn't imagine just sort of sitting in a lounge room just listening to a book. Um, well, some people like to listen to the book and read the book in print at the same time. Really? Yeah, yeah. So they'll buy, so they'll buy the ebook off Kindle or something like that, and then they'll listen to the audio book at the same time. For what purpose? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just, you know, it's getting into their brain via two sensory inputs rather than just one. How interesting. Yeah. Huh. Do a lot of people do that? You know, is that I, something I, I couldn't quote or? numbers. I don't know, but uh, I do know that it's a thing. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, we've got so many books to record. Like, we've got another four books due before the end of the month. Wow. And, we're, and we're, you know, we're two weeks into the month now. So, you know, that means Brad and I have each got to do two more books in two weeks, which is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are they big books, do you know? Or like, oh, you know? yeah. Like, the book I'm recording at the moment is 350 pages. Um, and so the and, – and the book I'm working on at the moment, it's the author of the book is actually narrating it, uh, and she's doing a spectacular job of it. 
Awesome. And so she's recorded three days already and we'll finish it tomorrow. Um, we're up to about page 294 when we finish today. So she's um, – sorry, I said 370. The, the PDF is 370, but the actual text finishes around about page 355. So she's only got about 60 yeah. pages left to read. So she'll finish that tomorrow. Um, but then I've still got a what couple kind of, of – long, How long are those days she's doing that for? Uh, she's she's actually doing pretty long days. She's doing sort of five hours of reading a day where most narrators would do three to four. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, so we're, we're just cranking away, just turning out books left, right and centre. So, and, and I actually got an email this week from uh, Rob Coates saying that he he is quite a voracious consumer of audio books. And he started listening to a, a book the other day. He said, and lo and behold, who should I hear reading the intro but <laughs> me? And I was really? Like, yep, that's possible. Sometimes you get roped into doing an intro or an outro or something like that. Well, you've got, you got a pretty decent face for radio. That's right. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he said, it was nice to not hear you being talked over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, yeah, that was nice. but anyway, well, your guests normally talk over you, do they? Uh, apparently, uh, really, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, that would drive you crazy. It, it would drive you crazy. So, but other than that, um, Easter was just you know four days at home. We did actually get to take the the dog to the beach for two of those days. You're allowed to do that. How we, far we, the we are allowed to do that. The beach is only a oh, seven-minute drive from home, uh, and the beach is off-leash dog friendly, so you are allowed to go down there and you know walk your dog. Um, so we did Pretty that. Fine down here for that. Really? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're allowed to do exercise. Yeah, but not travelling too far from your home. Yeah, right. It's too, yeah, it's too far. You're not, you're not still within your suburb. Right. If you're going outside of your suburb, you've got to have a good reason and exercise and the dog wouldn't wash. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. But, you know, and, and there's some, some coppers taking it really full on, some, you know, a bit more rational about it all. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so that that was Easter. Four days at home, did some gardening. Um, yeah. Mixed some uh, songs. <laughs> It looked at it looked at my backyard. It's just exploded in yeah. this last couple of weeks. I mean, it's gone like from yeah, even to the ground to like five feet high. There is. It's like how the hell does it grow that fast? <laughs> how, how do I not? How when I'm sitting in my lounge room at night, don't hear it growing. <laughs> you know, and you know, I hear it. noises. It's a damn thing. Yeah, it's uncanny how fast that stuff's growing. Yeah, yeah. it is crazy. crazy <laughs> But, uh, when, when we get to record my audio book, uh, my children's audio book yeah. that, that, that I've got in my head, I've never written, it's based on my backyard. Right. Well, Overgrownia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so kids exploring an overgrown backyard and you know, using their imagination, you know, the weird things they find and all the overgrown stuff becomes part of their adventure and stuff. So. Nice. Uh, Look, uh, kids, it's a black snake. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so the um, a friend of mine, the, the social media manager for Think Tank and for Tamron in Australia, yeah. uh, he was he's got a beach property a couple of hours away from here, 
and he's put a photo up on social media the other day uh, of this uh, snake in the bottom of a bucket. Right. And it's only a baby snake, but yeah. it's a copperhead, so it's poisonous. Right. You know? And uh, he, he says, uh, I look up and there's my two little kids walking towards me with this bucket saying, Daddy, Daddy, look what we found. We only patted it a bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we only patted it a bit. Oh, jeez. Crazy stuff. Anyway, yeah. do we have any photography to talk about this week? We do have a couple of little things. Has anything been happening in the world of photography? I have no idea. But Olympus have joined the uh, the, the Nikon um, bandwagon, if you like, and are now offering some courses for free through their uh, website. So oh, thought that was uh, worth mentioning. I'll uh, put a link to that in the show notes. I saw that Yong Nuo is about to release a Sony E-mount version of their Nifty 50. Well, that's probably pretty good because there's not there's no is there no cheap fifty mil lens for Sony, is there? Or? No, not not at the moment. There isn't, uh, and unfortunately, the Yongnuo version is only APS-C. It's not oh. designed for thirty five mil, which is kind of a shame. Uh, so it's I, a fifty mil one one point eight. It's not really a fifty mil. Yeah, exactly. It's really a seventy five. Um, <laughs> so that makes no sense at all, does it? No. Yeah. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't have made it for a 35mm sensor. And you think surely there's more people using the 35mm sensors than the APS-C size? Um, I would have thought so, but I don't know for sure. I, I haven't seen sales figures. But, yeah, if, if it had been, you know, 35mm, I would have seriously considered grabbing one of those because, you know, I've, I've never been disappointed with Yongnuo stuff. I don't know what the optics of their lenses are like, but I would imagine it would be decent. But, yeah, anyway, so I thought that was worth I mean, mentioning. I never understood why they'd make them for, say, for Canon and Nikon because they've both got cheap actual brand name versions of them available. From, from you know, your Tamrons and Sigmas of the world? No, no, for Can- Canon and Nikon own brand. Oh, okay, you, yeah, you can, right. You can buy a Canon 50mm 1.8 in Australia for like $129. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's so, you know, who, who was to compete in that market? Yeah. You know, realistically, but they brought it out and it never made any sense to me. But it makes perfect sense to me that it would make a 50mm for Sony E-mount because there's no cheap alternative. No, because all the, the market. all the 50s that are available are things like the Batiste and the Zeiss, and they're yeah. super expensive. So let's make it for the, the different size sensors. The other thing that I saw on uh, DIYphotography.net this week, and I thought this was worth sharing, was PSA, as in public service announcement, not shooting for a while during lockdown. Check on your gear batteries Uh, and this was a story about the fact that you know so much of the gear that we own now runs on lithium-ion batteries and some of them are removable and some of them are not Uh, and essentially the short version of what the blog post says is don't leave lithium-ion batteries fully charged or fully depleted for a long period of time if you're not going to be using them you know charge them to halfway and then put them away if they are a non-removable battery. If they're a removable battery, then just take them out of the device and still leave them at half charge because that's better for them than storing them with full charge or no charge. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, worth mentioning just in case anyone is in the situation where their gear's not getting used. 
So, yeah. Depending on what type of lithium batteries you have, because some units, especially some of the big-end big, big end flash units, use lithium polymer batteries. Oh, okay. Those, these things are a nightmare uh, if they're not used at all. So um, if you leave them even sitting at half power, depending at the time, they basically just no longer hold a charge. Oh, right. And you've got to get, you get factory refreshed all the time. So it's, it's, it's happened to me in the past where you know, I've lugged a battery overseas I hadn't used it for six months or so. Fully charged it before I went. Checked it. Yeah, it's fully charged. No problem. Got to see three flashes. Bang. No longer works. Oh wow! And until so you go back and get it reset, I don't know how they refresh it. Yeah, things like they do with car batteries. They refresh the cells somehow. Right. To allow them to hold it. Yeah, but they're a real pain to bum. Uh, I've never ever had a problem with lithium-ion batteries. Mm-hmm. You know, with normal camera, batteries, charging them, leaving them fully charged, running them out. Oh okay. Um, had an issue with them. Doesn't mean. There isn't issues with them because, yeah, it's law of averages. Eventually, someone's going to have an issue. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the, the, yeah, I'm, I'm using probably four to six lithium-ion batteries all the time. Um, some, of course, because, you, yeah, you, you know, if you're not shooting that much, you're only using the, the two standard ones all the time. Yeah. And the other four sitting bag fully charged or slowly losing power. Yeah. Sometimes the battery will run out completely flat, so I'll toss it in the bag, I'll put a new one in, and I'll leave that in there for – couple of months if i'm not shooting a lot and forget about it until i need to use it need to recharge it and i've had a problem so yeah uh, right. i'm i on to be the the best batteries i've ever used yeah okay but yeah but interesting yeah but yeah definitely di- different types of batteries have different weird behavior so um yeah yeah um, David Marland sent us an email through the week and said, Hi guys, something to chew the fat over, speculate, or with Glynn's experience in retail, tell us what goes on. Frequently I see from multiple sources, see attached, he sent me some uh, screen captured type things of different sales promotions in camera retail Uh, within a day of each other newsletters from different retailers with very similar special deals in this case it's canon in other cases it may be olympus fuji or nikon why is this so it has me fascinated is it because the pressure is put on the reps of these companies the manufacturers to reach particular targets is it because they're trying to clear out back stock because they're overstocked at the warehouse or is it to make way for new models or all of the above thought it might be a good talking point regards david p.s in regard to asking what are people doing in the time of lockdown i always look to do something different and challenging when the chips are down in this case i've upgraded to a full frame not a new one to teach myself more about shooting differently and appreciating differences and what full frame can bring to my art, such as the change of depth of field compared with the APS-C I'm used to. To make the second-hand purchase, I tapped into my network of very trusted friends, you know who you are, to find a reliable source, and knowing that work for many professional photographers has dried up, to be able to contribute even in a small way to helping with their cash flow as well. Yeah, I thought that was pretty special. So he approached me and said, do I know anyone looking to sell a particular camera? Right. And um, uh, so I put a call out. And, yeah, nice. Um, fair enough. Yeah. And then yeah, of the people who said yes, I chose the ones I would be willing to buy off, knowing how to look after the gear, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you're 
they haven't got much business and you've got old, older cameras, you're looking for an older generation, you've got them just sitting around doing nothing, what well, doesn't hurt to get some cash flow by selling off some gear. Yeah, for sure. the bad thing at all. Um, but I'll be interested to see how, how you're finding it, uh, David. I don't mean just uh, you open up the camera bag and there it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you finding much of a difference? Is, yeah. in your, what, what was your ex- early experiences? So please let us know um, next week. As for the um, the deals, so it depends on where the deals are at. So, so Melbourne, for example, has Blood Alley, and Blood Alley has you know, uh, basically four camera stores in a block, right? With the yeah you know, the biggest volume of camera sales of anywhere in Australia. Wow! Uh, for many many years. Now, so often the deals are retailer driven as opposed to wholesaler driven. So the retailers say, well, I've got a catalogue coming out, and everyone kind of puts the catalogues out about the same time, or we need a promo for this period of time what you got mm-hmm. and they'll come up with a deal and and so the, often the deals are they might be slightly varied it might be this camera just lends with this kind of bag um but the problem is in melbourne if you're a rep you kind of have to rep for all four of those stores right so you can't do an awesome deal for store a and not look after b c and d <laughs> right because if you do b c and d will tear you a new one yeah but then you go into b c and d and offer a also a very good deal you know, yeah, for uh, maybe it might be slight variation. It might be uh, with a different lens or with a different you know, different bag or whatever it may be. But there's often there's often you know, tweaks to that. And the manufacturers certainly do come out and say, "Hey, we we've got 500 cameras we need shifting." Um, yeah, because at the end of the month we haven't moved to as many as you want. Can you do as a deal? Uh, and back in the glory days of photo retailers, uh, the bigger stores would say, "Yeah, give me all 500." Yeah, right. Uh, and they'd uh, and they'd put a big push on those for however long it took to sell them, um, and that was one of the ways they made reasonable profit. But there's no profit in photography these days. And the biggest the biggest issue with these sort of deals these days is not so much oh buy this camera with this lens and you get this bag. It's twenty percent off all Canon, twenty percent off all Nikon, you know, or whatever it may be. You know, and that means the camera stores are selling at below cost. Right. Yeah. So every single camera sold is below cost. Wow, and the only uh, and the only thing that happens is during that time the wholesaler will come back and kick in a few extra points of rebate. Therefore, if you sell enough stuff, you'll get enough kickback that kind of almost makes it worthwhile, as long as you have your shit perfectly in order. Yeah, and by that I mean no excess fat, no no spending time with the, the customers telling them lots of great information about the cameras because time is money. Yeah, you know. So really, it comes down to the store then being able to back end sell off the back of the special. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be able to sell extras, uh, and yeah, you could walk up the, the you walk up to your store owners. Hey, I just sold a ten thousand dollar Canon body, and they go, "Well, what else do you sell? Oh, nothing, just the cameras." Or don't come talking to me about that. You just lost me three hundred bucks or whatever. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for nothing, dude. <laughs> wow. I'd rather I'd rather be sitting on the shelf than selling it for that. You know. Yeah. And that's just how the, the, the whole industry is 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 crazy, and that's the same for a lot of electronics. It's all um, you know, advertising revenue. Yeah, back end rebates, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you pray at the end of the day, you you you, you make some money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I quote the de- uh, tell the deal many times ago. Back back in the nineties, I was doing a deal, uh, working on a tender, I should say, for the Australian Federal Police on nine hundred thousand dollars worth of camera gear. Wow! Uh, and on that nine hundred thousand dollars worth of camera gear, we uh, offered it at seventy seven thousand dollars below our cost. Wow. And we throw in, we throw in, threw in I think it was thirty or forty thousand dollars worth of extras for free, and we came third on a hundred grand loss. 
Yeah. Jeez. And we still didn't win, still didn't win the deal. Wow. <laughs> it's like, that kind of gives you, and that was back in the nineties when there was some profit to be made, you know, and that these days it's, uh, wow. it's, it's, it's just crazy. So, um, so it's a, it's a funny, funny world. But yeah, they're, they're definitely um, yeah. Uh, catalogs are, are, are such regular things. They're well well planned out in advance. Uh, the, all the stores need to hit X number of units sold to, to get the rebate, so they're all going to jump on the specials. And yeah, it, it's it's not there's no collusion per se. Um, it's not like one store where hey, let's do this for nine ninety nine. That doesn't happen. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I I, I could never. I, I, I could not think of a single instance that I'd ever heard of anything like that ever happening. Right. Um, so it's very, it's very clean as far as that sort of stuff's concerned. But at the same time, um, especially as said in Blood Alley, you have people walking up and down the strip, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And oh, but it, I can get it this price in this store. And so you're always knowing what the other stores are selling stuff for because they're you know, constantly, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how good a deal you offer, I'll check next door. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's a, a, a rapid spiral to the bottom, pricing wise, that yeah. sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's what kind of gives it its energy and its its pulse, I guess, in that little area to have that many people. I mean, yeah, it, it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I've certainly had to make money these days, but back in the olden days, uh, yeah, it was almost a gold mine because there was actually some margin. You could make twenty percent margin on a camera back in the nineties. Yeah. It's just not possible anymore. Interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah. So I've got, I've got, a, couple, I've got a couple of bits. Yeah. Because we, we, we were talking last week about, uh, yeah, and the week before, I think, as well, about uh, shooting uh, portraits via FaceTime. Yeah. And we talked about the guy who did it with a 4 by 5 Yeah. Well, these people are doing through, shooting through different materials. Yeah, okay. Colored materials, the, yeah, the water panels, all sorts of stuff to coming out with all sorts of unusual, interesting stuff. Whilst once again shooting through their FaceTime, so that's got some some pretty cool examples there to have a look at. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and, and and see what people are up to. I thought there's some pretty clever yep. stuff being done there. It is if you are a working photographer, D preview or DP review, depending on what you like to call it. Yep. Uh, had a, a thing somebody wrote in one of those fascinating articles: nine things working photographers can do for their businesses during isolation. Oh, I know how much you love a list. Well, I love a list because they're always helpful, and uh, they always give you such good things to work work from. So you know, you've always you always come away with five or six things that you can action into your business straight away. Um, uh, so uh, number one, uh, evaluate your camera gear. Right, take time to inventory your camera gear and accessories and clean them. There you go. Right. Make a list for all the details, such as serial numbers for your own records and insurance purposes. Yeah. Well, that's 15 minutes of your isolation time done, isn't it? That's it, yeah. <clears throat> this one, the number two, made a bit of sense to me. Uh, rework your photography contract. Contract. Yeah, absolutely. So especially knowing, that, okay, with the volatile world we're in now. <clears throat> now, once again, you, you can't just go put any old thing in there. Or if, if, or if you're a photographer who's been flying without any contracts in place, exactly. now's a good time to put them in place. <laughs> and you might find all of a sudden you've lost all your business for the next six months and you've got no recourse and yeah. for rebooking that is gone. But as always, yeah, it's got to be within the laws of the land that you're in. You yeah. can't just can, you know, cowboy up your own... <laughs> If you look at my website, you're contracting obligated to book me. Look at no deposit. That doesn't. Look, it's not going to fly. Yeah. You know? Back up your photos. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, you, you, so yeah, but you know, if you've got any sort of decent system going, you'd be doing that anyway. Uh, absolutely. 
think if you've got any sort of decent system, you wouldn't be reading this list of nine things. <laughs> <laughs> Update your portfolio. Probably not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's going to, you know, if you're working reasonably hard, you're neglected to update your websites and you you know, you see that often enough. So that's probably not, none of these are money making things you notice. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. Photography techniques. Well, it doesn't hurt the, yeah, ramp up on you. I mean, I've been learning about how to photograph birds in flight. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it might come in handy if I tell a mom a really bad dad joke and they run off. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but once again, yeah, maybe that might generate some income one day down the track. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Consider selling stock photos. Well, mm. no, that's just stupid. <laughs> and we can, what, what, I mean, what are you going to photograph in your house? Yeah, that isn't already out there in the millions on stock sites. Exactly. Yeah, unless you've got some really unusual house. Yeah. yeah. And once again, yeah, it's a volume business. Unless you're putting ten thousand photos out there on uh, yeah uh, on stock sites. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I've got to check this week. Well, I've got to sale this week on the stock stocks like myself. So, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking from experience, Bruce. Yeah. Right. You just like, you love it. You get that email saying, it goes, ka-ching, you've made money. Yeah. You went, hello. Someone's bought something. Here we go. 39 cents are coming my way. Nice. Good little ripper. That's going to do nothing. So I'm going to buy a pack of pasta, you know, <laughs> if you could buy any off the shelves. Yeah. yeah. Diversify your income. Well, that's that's not going to work, is it? You know, um, you're not that so what that's house. saying is give up photography and find something else. <laughs> <laughs> find something else that actually makes money. Yeah, <laughs> it's important to have other streams of incomes or jobs. Now, I heard somebody saying, I think it was in one of the comments that their friend in America is making a thousand dollars a week doing Uber drives, right? Uber eats delivering food. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't have many hours they're working and all that stuff, but if it's true, thousand bucks, it's uh, probably more than you'll make from photography. Yeah. Prioritize your spending. Well, that's pretty easy. If you've got no income coming in, <laughs> you've got nothing to spend. That's it. That's it. Oh, should I should I eat or buy a new camera? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh this one. Hang on, hang on. Oh, oh I'm not that um, hungry. I'm not that hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love, I love. My favorite's got to be the last one, number nine. <laughs> Take up a new hobby. So if number seven, diversify your income, fell flat and you couldn't find a new thing, you can just find a new thing that doesn't pay. <laughs> and of course, it's, it's got to be a hobby that you have to do inside your house. So That's no, right. That's uh, right. Monopoly. Can you, be a, is, are there, can you get professional Monopoly? Play? Can you make money playing Monopoly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm thinking because all the sports are closed down. Yeah. Um, esports have got to become a big thing. So if you can you know, ramp yeah. up your driving skills and go and you know, jump in the NASCAR esport league or something, make some, some coinage. Yeah. But I'm thinking that might be a young man's game. Do you know what seems to me to be a striking omission from this list? Only one. Is that, <laughs> well, who, who knows? Is I so often hear professional wedding photographers saying that they always have a backlog of, you know, shoots that they've done that they've not got around to processing and doing the the wedding albums for. So I would have thought, you know, that that would be one of the things that you would be using this downtime to do is get 
get caught up on any backlog of work that you already uh, had I mean, on the I, go. I would assume that, yeah, unless you're really incompetent, that's that was a to be a given. But you did strike a, a, an interesting concept to me as you as you were speaking. I had a much better idea than what you were thinking of. Oh yeah, going back to all the all the weddings that say weddings that you've done. Yep. Look at the purchase history. Look at the images that were shot and find some images that they didn't buy. Okay, mm-hmm. especially these like family group shots. And they, you know, I, I would put together a little a little online package of photos that you know they didn't buy, and offer them a deal on them. Yeah, right. Maybe in the four or five years or whatever since they've been married, yeah, in that family group shot, well, Auntie Betty's dead now. Yes. Oh, let's get a copy of that, you know? Yeah. Oh, just, oh remember, yeah, at the time, yeah, we've just done the wedding, we've just done the honeymoon, we had no money. Yeah. But we've got a bit more money now. Let's let's, let's get this nice little package of those shots there. That's yeah, a great idea. Pass, back, yeah, of course it is, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pass client list and mine, and we, the, the hardest thing in the world to find is a new customer. Yes. But if you've already got customers, they're there. You know, get, get onto those guys and, find, and get the money out of them. Try and, try and generate income from contacts you've already got. Yeah. You know? Hey, yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm offering a, a, a lock-in special, you know? Yeah. Oh, what, you're divorced? Oh, okay, yeah. What, you're divorced? Oh, okay. So what, you're divorced? Everyone's divorced, of course, yeah. <laughs> so then offer, you know, Photoshop specials. You know, right. You him out. <laughs> yes. You know, you got a lovely photo of you and your mum and your dad, but he's in it. I can fix that. I can fix that. I can change the colour of your dress. It doesn't look like a wedding dress. Maybe it's a ball gown. Yes. You know, I'll fix right. that for you for a couple hundred bucks. You know, it'll be a hot. There's another whole marketing idea right there. You could make money from fixing divorcees wedding photos. <laughs> or if, you, if they remarried someone new. Uh, yeah, but that didn't really. Yeah, you know, didn't. There's might be a third marriage for her and a fourth marriage for him. They don't want to, yeah, you know, really spend a lot of money on wedding photos. Well, I'll just clone your heads onto some of the existing. <laughs> you know, that way you've got some nice pictures that hasn't cost you much. You can do it whilst you whilst you're locked in. There's lots of we can do our own line list of mind right here, bro. It's the it's the IKEA of wedding photography. <laughs> Yeah. Roll it yourself. <laughs> and did I have anything else? No, that was it. You that had, was, you had the last it. one. You had Japan to be to help domestic companies. Japan is offering $2.2 billion right. to domestic companies to move production from China. Wow. Back into Japan. Wow. So thinking, what would you do with $2 billion? Nothing. You know, can you tell Mr. Nikon to move his entire factory and build a new facility in Japan for two bill? And that's going to be shared across the whole industry. Yeah, all right. All, all industries. Yeah, two billion seems a, a particularly small amount of money, but they are trying to incentivize people to leave uh, manufacturing in China, which I thought was interesting. And yeah, right. Maybe they're very worth keeping an eye on. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. All righty. Right. We're like a rat out of an aqueduct now. We're what? Rat out of an aqueduct. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim Brooke Taylor this week. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Very sad. Uh, for those who don't know Tim Brooke Taylor, he was uh, one of the founding members of the uh, the Goodies. Yep. 
along with Graham Garden and Bill Oddie. He co-wrote one of my favourite sketches, for, for comedy sketches in the world called The Four Yorkshiremen Sketch, which is known as the Monty Python sketch, but it preceded them, and he helped write that. And, um, is that yeah, right? So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Had the very first airing of it is him and John Cleese and a couple of others doing the sketch. So wow. It's out there on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's popped his clogs due to the COVID. Mm-hmm. So, rather sad. Yeah, so absolutely. So on that, uh, on that uh, happy note. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you, mate. See ya. Shutters Inc. Another audio2.com quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.